Hi, welcome back to Fourth Speaker. You're here with your hosts. I'm David Trung. And I'm Emma Tang. And we're joining you all here today from Glee Point Road Bicentennial Park. And we're currently in a very black, triple black Mazda 3 My One. And it's extremely hot in this car because why, Emma? We had to go away from the birds. Yeah, and the dogs the and the rowers. <laughs> so so we, here we are, stinking yeah. it up in your master. We just wanted to get some good audio quality for all of you. So here we are. Um, but we're joining you here today on a new episode podcast called Maybe It's You, Maybe It's Them. <laughs> and this episode podcast is going to be very lighthearted. It's not going to be that dense and I guess that educational like our last one because we're all very tired of that C word. Mm. Emma, are we thinking about the same one? Yes, we are. Are you sure? Yes, we are, B2. Coronavirus? Coronavirus. Okay, I'm sick it of it. wasn't the other forward letter. Let's, no, let's not do that, David. <laughs> oh my God. So, you really went there, didn't you? Oh so this week's episode podcast, Emma, can you please tell us the inspiration for this? Well, the inspiration was just what you said, you know, mm. to move away from the, the dreaded C word, especially coming out of lockdown. We just wanted to do something a little bit more fun. Mm. And I think we also wanted to do it as like a little bit of a farewell um, because it's currently week three at school and we want to wish all our HSC students a very good luck. Mm. And, you know, we're all rooting for you here. Um, and we hope that this helps you kind of navigate the world post high school as well. Yeah. So look, everything we, we talk about here always seems to be post high school, but that is what we are essentially achieving. We're working to achieve, right? Mm. And the reality is, is I think a lot of our students skew towards being seniors. Yeah. So it's no mistake. Uh, a lot of the things that we are going to be talking about in this podcast is going to be, I guess, directed to those peeps. And of course, even peeps who've graduated yeah. from our senses. And look, if it resonates with you, you pick it up and you take it, right? That's it's, it. Yeah. That's it. So let's start off with the first question. No, I'm going to ask the question okay, this time. Okay, because you, you ask. You just always spitballing oh. questions at me and then you make me go first. So I'm going to ask the questions this oh, round, no. right? And you're going to have to hack it. Okay. So, David. Yes. At what point in your life were you certain about the kinds of friends that you wanted? And, you know, get into detail about the kinds. Mm. So at what, point, at what point in my life were I, was I certain about the kinds of friends that I wanted? Yeah. Was, was it you or was it them? You know, harking back to our title. Okay. And I will come back to that title. But in terms of a point in my life, I would say recently. Um, I'm fairly young. <laughs> 1997. Yeah, okay. Is that Gen X? Is that? Oh, no, no, sorry, that's Gen Z, right? Oh, You're Gen Z. Go. Oh, um, you're always so. I'm, I'm so proud. I can call myself the older Gen Z. I feel pretty hip Shut when up. I walk you around are those. So kids. not a Gen Z. Yeah, you know, I know all the lingo. So, but in terms of a point in my life, I think I'd say recently, and I, I would probably say maximum up and maximum two years. So, I would say end of 2019. Um, and end of 2019 for me, it wasn't. It was no coincidence. And I started the business with you. Mm. I quit like three jobs. I quit Arthur Phillip High School. Um, I quit Commonwealth Bank. I quit a previous English tutoring centre that I was working at. Um, and I was quite lost at that point in my life. Mm. And it was only until I quit those jobs, I went out on a limb and I started a business with you and put myself in a place of vulnerability mm. and I, I started to figure out the pe- the kinds of I don't even know if I want to say friends but I guess the kinds of people and company I wanted to surround myself with yeah but in terms of like the kinds of people that I wanted to be around 
I guess I just wanted to be around people who knew that in life there are risks and that there are rewards mm. and that in order to, I guess, you know, give yourself what you deserve because for me at the time, that was a big, I guess, notion that I was going through, you know, figuring out that I have a self-worth that I do need to honour. Yeah. I wanted to surround myself with the same people. That was not easy because, yeah. you know, I, I had friends whom at the time, I don't want to say, you know, were in positions of where they would compromise on their self-worth, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in friendships, whether it be in career. But I would say that that was very much the case. Mm. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, my the, the people I wanted to surround myself with, it was exactly that. It was just people who I knew who they knew their self-worth and they wanted to do everything to make sure that they could honour it. Hence why it it came at a very, I think, uh, non-coincidental time when I started the business with you. Mm. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like, we were talking before about, you know, in terms of an exact point as to when I found out that I had that I had those moments of, ah, oh, this, is, this is what I want in a friend. I had those moments about three, four times in the past six, seven years. Yeah. So it's constantly changing. Yeah, like yeah. You think it's one point and then, you know, you reach a new milestone in your life or a new experience. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, it, changes. Yeah. it fully changes. Um, like, you know, for example, you, you finish high school, I'm assuming, right? Mm. You think that's a milestone. You're like, yeah, I know I know the people I want to be around. Yeah. I want to be around educated people. Yeah. I want to be around people who are, you know, who are studying in university mm. and who are, who are good, doing great educational things with their lives. You get a job, you're like, yeah, I want, I want to be around people with full-time jobs. Yeah. I want to be with people who are financially sound and stable. Yeah. And then, you know, you meet friends who have children. You're like, yeah, I want to, I want to be friends with those people who have settled down. Yeah. Because they know what they want in life. Yeah. And then that constantly changes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, what you want in life constantly changes as well. That's exactly And it's it. like, you know, whenever yeah. something new happens to you, you know, you, the metrics change. Mm, mm. And so do you think for you, you getting the business is that big metric that changed things for you? Yeah, I think that was my, the, the latest milestone that I've hit, which has made me reevaluate, um, I guess, the key features that I want in friends. Mm. Yeah, that was my latest one. But what about you though? So, What's what's the the latest time frame period where you figured out, you know, who you wanted in your life, the kinds of people you wanted in your life? See, that's a that's a difficult question uh. for me, in part because I've always been a bit of an introvert. Right. Like I've never had that many friends to begin yeah, with, yeah, yeah. and like the friends that I did have would always kind of hang out on the periphery. Mm. I, I I like I, you know, for those of us who know me, I'm quite a guarded person. Like I don't. I don't go and, you know, parade my life around on social media. I'm looking at David very <laughs> intently right now, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so I think, like, friendships have never been very much at the forefront of my mind. Like, I think... And, you know, we talked about this in the FOMO podcast as well, you know. Yes. I didn't have the 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 formal experience that a lot of people had. Who, yeah. You know, they got a hotel, they went out with friends, they were out until, like, the middle of the night. And the yeah. same thing kind of happened in university as well. You know, I had... I had a group of friends, but again, I was still very much on the periphery of it as well, you know, and I think I felt very isolated during that time, but I think definitely now, um, and probably the same thing with you, yeah. getting a business and, you know, having other things to focus on, like, you know, the job that I have at school, my family, my relationships mm. is really, I think at, like it's accumulation of all these different things that have really determined, um, what sort of friends that I want. Right. So, 
So you said, like like me as well, that it was the the acquisition of a business、mm. that's made you, I guess, refined and you know reevaluate the criteria for your friends, right? Yeah. What about say, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, when you were like in first year university, like you just graduated yeah, yeah. from high school, you're you've moved into you know your first degree. Yeah. You said at UNSW. Yes.、Right? Yes. Okay. So your your love for UNSW.、Uh-huh. What was what was that 2015-16 Emma? Thinking about then in terms of friends, that, you know what? That's actually a really, really good point that you raised、uh. because as you were talking about, you know, your whole experience of that, a memory just like popped up into my mind. <laughs> I had back then like a group of friends that I would kind of hang out with quite often, right? Right, and I thought that we were going to be friends forever, like you know that kind of yeah, naive, yeah, sort of best like best friends forever, best yeah, yeah, friends yeah. forever, Love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of that one of the girls in that friendship circle actually broke up. Right. right, and you know, because when someone breaks up, you all kind of come together and you hunker down with the friend.、And、the village comes. Yeah, together. The, yeah, the village comes together, and like、yeah. I think those moments definitely make a friendship.、Mm. You know,、mm. and I remember so distinctly in my mind being at、um, was it Sydney Olympic Park or was it like Newington Park? Because that's where one of our other friends lived. Yeah,、um, like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night, right, on the swings, and her just kind of sitting there and just crying. Right, and like we were all there, like patting her and being like, you know, it's okay, life、yep. goes on, blah blah. blah. And、mm. in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna remember this moment forever because this is this is like a core memory,、mm. you know.、Mm. And so I think definitely in like 2015, 2016, around that time, because this is also the time that this happened as well.、Mm. That was kind of like my yardstick. It was、mm. like, you know, who can I hang out late with, and who can I, who has my back when things like this happen? Right. Yeah. A, right. You know, fun funny thing now is that I don't talk to any of those people anymore. Right. Yeah, for a variety of reasons, and we've all kind of gone out different paths.、Yeah. Some paths, I'm like, yeah, you know, I c- I can see that coming. Like, I I I get how you got there, but other paths, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Right.、Yeah. And sorry, just let me t- interject.、Mm. You said that you you the word you used was like you just you've drifted. Was、yes. that the word? Yeah, drifted definitely. Right. And was it because of some? So I think a lot of people have. The idea of drifting as something that you know is naturally happening was that in your case as well? Like it just naturally? Well, it was a bit of both. It、uh, was. It was like I. So something know, happened, yeah, and okay, yeah. yes. And it was a conscious effort on my part as well to kind of distance myself. And do you think that is the part that not a lot of people do don't want to admit to yeah, themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Coming with drifting, there is there's a part of、yep. it being you who's actively choosing.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's you. Right. Maybe、yeah. it is you. Maybe it is、right. me. Yeah. But also then, let's go back to that. Then, why did you choose on your part, your part, to actively distance yourself? This is the part where it's maybe it's them. <laughs> why? <laughs> why, did, like... why did you decide to to do that? Well, I. It's 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 hard to say, and I'm gonna sound really shallow. Oh god! But you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna own it. So, but hold on. This was 2016. Then, this is 2016. Okay, so own it. Okay. Right. Like in 2016, I was like, Yo, you guys are doing some stupid shit. Like,、right. what, what the fuck are you doing?、Mm, you like know, what? Be specific. I like well, specificity. <laughs> well, first of all, right. And look, this is this is no hate to the people who have these kinds of lifestyles.、Mm. But this friend very much had a cognitive dissonance where she was like, Oh well, um. Oh, I don't understand why so and so broke up with me.、Mm. And you literally in like three other guys' DMs,、uh, you know, and like this this one person could not stay single. And I'm not saying you know being in a relationship is a bad thing, but it's like if you are constantly finding yourself in toxic, bad relationships, right? 
how about you just don't be in a relationship for a while and you kind of sort your shit out on the outside. Right. And then, you know, and then you can come back and be like, oh, that's why I had such shitty ex-boyfriends. So you know? hashtag self-worth. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, exactly what you were saying before. Yeah. And it was it was incredibly frustrating because I knew this kid from high school, right? Mm. We were so close in high school because we were like two peas in a pod, basically, mm-hmm. right? And then the minute she started getting into relationships, it was just one relationship after another, and I felt like I com- had completely lost my friend yeah. to this, to, to you know, to boys, yeah. right? So... Because, you know what? I, I actually had a very similar situation mm. um, with what you just described. And it was about that person who I was just talking to you about, yes. about like, you know, probably 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Same dealio. And, you know, part, part of that kind of relationship with a friend who is as... I don't want to say disobedient. <laughs> that's, not the right, <laughs> that's not the right word. No, that's not the but, right word. But, you know, it does come from a place of where you are giving your, your very best advice. Mm. Your honest advice to these people because you want the best for them. Yeah. But they don't take it on exactly. with full seriousness. Yeah. A part of you feels a bit disrespected. Yeah. A part of you feels a bit like, well, maybe you don't value my words that no. much. Yeah, 100%. But also, it comes from a place of you're clearly not in a point in your life where you value yourself yet. Yeah. You don't, you don't treasure yourself yet. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like... You distancing yourself from that person and me with my person, mm. I think it comes from a place of both selfishness because it's mm. true. Yeah, we do, we yeah. don't want to, I guess, give away our social battery to these people. Yeah. But at the same time, it comes from a place of ironically love because I don't. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah. Because I felt like I did that for my person so that they can figure their life out. Yeah. No matter how much, how close you. Yeah. You, you, you are to people and how many how much how, how good the advice you dish is going to mm. be they don't understand their own until self until you leave that's it yeah until they hit the ground on their ass yeah do you know what I mean and then that's when they they fully grasp their value themselves because mm. I think it, and correct me if I'm wrong is that how we have come to learn our self worth you hit the ground yeah, like bone rock, first on yeah. your tailbone rock bottom that's it no then, one to yes, scrape you up. Exactly. You put yeah. yourself in these, not, not actively, but subconsciously, you're in these vulnerable positions. And so you, you've just got to get up from there. Mm. But that's so interesting how we've shared yeah. that experience as well. With I feel you. like everyone just has that one friend that just mm. like needs to go to therapy, but yeah. won't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, you know, as a result, because they keep, they keep draining you. Yeah. You're just like, this needs to stop. Right. This is, this is time out here. Yeah. But I think something like when this friend kind of when I distanced myself from this friend because I, I knew her for a long time mm, as well mm. um, and the circle that we had some of us some of them were like friends from like even before mm. high school like some of them lived so close together like just yeah. like two two apartments across right yeah. and they grew up together and when I decided like after high school it's like and you know after my first second year of university to be like no I'm not gonna sit, talk to certain people mm. a lot of people came up to me and were like oh but you've been friends for so long oh. and you know you've done this for so long and this thing for so long and I yeah. just get so upset at that line of argument yeah. you know I have a friend who is about to be married mm-hmm. um, in or oh, next year sometime right mm. and in her bridal party she's got someone that she's not particularly fond of but she's there simply because they've been friends since like 
the room. Right. right. And it's like this this friend has constantly and consistently disrespected other members of the bridal party. I'm not in the bridal party, by the way, but I'm 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 seeing this all from like extraneous right. sort of things, right? And this person has been consistently disrespecting other members of the bridal party, the bride herself. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm just like, well, why the fuck are you friends with them then? Right. Like, why are you going to spend your own hard-earned money yeah. to, you know, to book like a hotel and to pay for her dress if she's going to do mm. you like that? Mm. But literally every single time I... And look, I'm not the, the dickish friend to be like, oh, you know, why are you still friends with them? But like the one mm. time where this friend, the friend who's getting married, complained to me about her, like that that third friend in the bridal party... Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, just cut her off. And she's like, oh, but, you know, I've been friends with her since kindy and she's, you know, in her in her 40s now. Mm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. Like, I get that, you know, you've been friends with this person for, like, all of your life now. Yeah. But is it really worth the angst? Yeah. yeah. You know? So I, I don't know about for, for you, but for me, time is not a condition in my friendship. If you... Yeah. And this sounds terrible. Like if you're, if you, if you have your worth to me, I will keep you. But yeah. the minute, the minute, like I find that you've disrespected me, or you know, some something about our values just don't line up. Yeah. Goodbye. I don't right. care. And so here, here's an interesting question, then, right? Because it seems to me, for myself and for you, from what I'm hearing, is that like our values when it comes to friendships, as far as self worth goes. That hasn't changed, mm. right? Like, that's always been for us an important factor in our friendships, even before we met. Yeah. So, because, you know, for us now, it's not that, you know, we we are, we are don't care about friends who go through certain adversities, no, no. right? No. We've got a certain, I guess, uh, threshold for, for friends who, who go through adversities and we want to be there to listen to them. Yeah. But we also want to be what respected enough to have our, our words be listened to. Yeah. And have them acknowledge their own self worth. Yeah. Right? And so largely I'd say that that value has still remained the same. Mm. What has changed though for you in terms of the now two thousand and twenty one Emma? So that value is still the mm. same, but has have you has anything happened in your in your life up until now that's I guess made you reevaluate on top of self worth something that might be worth considering when it comes to a friendship? I hate you. You can ask I, that. I know exactly where you're trying to tail me. Are you sure? But I just I just wanna I just wanna say like the, the whole the, no, shut up, David. The whole first of all, the whole self worth thing was definitely something that I had to grow into. Right. You know, I was very much the lonely, closeted gay kid that mm. would like froth at the mouth for any amount of attention that Mm. anyone gave to me Mm -hmm. right like but like the time thing for example Mm. right I found that as I slowly came to terms with like my sexuality Mm. as I came into terms with like a a better relationship with my parents and with my partner like I found that that very much changed uh, kind of the the view that I had especially in regards to um, time and how time plays a part in our relationships Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I know where you're going with this, you absolute <laughs> dickhead, right? I think other other than you know the business coming to terms with my sexuality and mm. being all these sorts of things, I think another big part of you know determining my value and the value that I have with friendships is mm-hmm. just like it's money, right? You know, and and I think attitudes towards money. Okay. And I'm not saying like net worth. Like right. I, I joked with one of our students, Leanne, if you're listening, hello. Um, <laughs> I joked with one of our students who she's so needy. I swear to yeah. God, 
she's I love her though she's so she's so funny but she was like Emma like I'm so worried that like you're not gonna talk to me after the HSC and I was like yeah why would I you're a client I don't want to speak to you anymore and she's like no join my book club blah 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 and I was like I'm so sorry Leanne I only speak to people who have a net worth of $100,000 if you're under 25. Right. <laughs> and she looked, she looked so upset. And now that's a joke, right? That's that's a joke. I, I don't care how much money you have. Like, I really don't. Like, I grew up dirt poor. So, like, really, like, I understand, like, the money that you have in your bank is not a reflection of who you are as a person. Right. But when, I, when okay. I said this to you, David, <laughs> I remember you telling me that you went home and you thought about it too. Right, so I'm going to incriminate you here as well and say that for the both of us, right, attitudes towards money <laughs> plays a huge role in the friendships that we have as well. And I, I agree with you on that. I 100% agree with you on that. But I also think it comes back to again, like self worth, mm. right? Like, look at you trying to cover your tracks now. I am not trying to cover my tracks. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm 100% I'm trying to cover my tracks. You know, it comes back to. So self-worth and applying that to your relationships, that's one thing. Like, I, I, I'm a, I'm, I just naturally gravitate towards people who know their self-worth across the board, mm. whether it be in relationships, career, or friendships, and with family, whatever it is. But absolutely, like, the same thing applies for those who, you know, understand their self-worth, their self-worth in the careers arena. So, same with me and you. Like, you know, I'm going to be very honest. If we didn't understand or if we didn't, you know, truly believe that we deserve everything in the world, we wouldn't have started our own tutoring centre. Mm. We Very would valid. have, we would have, and let's be frank, mm. just applied for a position oh God, here we go. as a teacher oh. in a high school oh. and remained, Gross. and remained, remained that. And look... I have many friends who are teachers. Oh no, same here. We have such mad respect for you guys, honestly. They don't you... they don't get nowhere yeah. near no. what they deserve. No, absolutely not. We just came off the back of the Teachers Federation protesting that they need more pay because yeah. that is the reality. Yeah. And there's there's a teacher shortage and there are no yes. permanent positions anywhere. Hashtag more than thanks. Yeah. Oh, do absolutely. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, teachers do a great job. They are they are the backbones of mm-hmm. our society. Mm-hmm. But they're not paid enough. No, no and way any, enough. Anyone, and I, I'm, I'm more than happy to go toe to toe with anyone in my school, in the system, who's government employee on this. Anyone who perpetuates to that narrative of, well, no, you're, it's probably because you don't like the profession enough, oh, or you don't go. care about the kids enough. No, shut up. You're helping perpetuate the shit pay that you get. Yeah. Because in no other industry, like you said before, yeah. do they ever expect. A professional, like a teacher, who yeah. has to go through, what, five years of teaching? Yeah, and, you know, two degrees. Two degrees, you know. One month, and, you know, or, no, sorry, close to six months worth of internship. Yeah. To put up with a, a meagre salary, yeah. relative, of course, and do the most, the absolute most. Yeah, like, in, in no other industry do you see no, that. In no other industry. Not lawyers. You don't ask your lawyer, you know, to do it for free because you're getting into jail, blah, blah, blah. They don't care. They're here yeah. to take your money. Yeah. Same with accountants. My accountant will literally happily take my money yeah. if I ask him to do something for me. Even even if it's say you know for example ask to him to help me get a grant for a COVID grant, mm. he's charging a bill on that yeah. one. Yeah, right. Any phone call, any messages he takes, or build anything, right? Anything. The moment you hit him up, bills it. Yeah. And so, like back to what we were just saying though, like for me, I've indiscriminately lost a lot of. Here's the the, the sticky part. 
friends who have gone on to become high school teachers as well. Oh, same here. And like same that's, here. That's the spread for me, like in mm. terms of the, I guess, the demographic of friends. Yeah. I would say I've lost a lot of friends who've gone into the teaching yeah. profession. Yeah. Whether that's because I used to be friends with them at mm. university or whether it's because they don't truly understand yet their own self-value, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, I think that happens to like a lot of people who get into the teaching industry because like, let's be honest, mm. you know, we both came from, you know, below the line, yeah. on the line schools yeah. where I think our, our worldview was very much limited to teacher, yeah. nurse, yeah. lawyer, right. journalist. Like those were like those were the only very Asian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very Asian, you know, you had to go to uni, that sort of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when the both of us got into public education, uh, sorry, when the both of us got into Private. teaching, yeah. we were both very like staunch public school educators. Like we still are. Yeah. David and I are <laughs> I mean, it's more David than ever. Yeah, more David than ever. <laughs> I now work for independent and private She's schools. She's completely dark side now. I'm completely dark side. So I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it. Yo, I'll own it, right? <laughs> but like, I staunchly believe in t- public education. And I, and I, you know, I got into my teaching degree thinking that, you know, me, my friends, mm. the, the colleagues that I worked with, right, we're going to change the world. And <laughs> jokes yeah. on me, yeah. right? But I think definitely, you know, when I tell people that... You know, I, I now tutor and I no longer work full time as a teacher. Mm. They, they act like I've sold out. And I was right. like, no, honey, I'm still on your side. I still believe in public school education. Yeah. I just don't want to participate in it because it's absolute dog shit. So, same destination, <laughs> just different yeah, lane. Yeah. Right? And Faster, yeah. clearer yep. lane that's going to get you to the goal. And the goal is you want to help as many kids as possible. Yeah. From the the you know very privileged yeah. backgrounds and yeah. also the unprivileged backgrounds. Absolutely, you know we've got students right. at Foci on scholarships that yeah. would never be able to afford it, and yeah. they would have never had access to myself or to David mm. if we didn't start Foci. Hundred percent. You know, right? They would have had to go to these very you know specific schools to have access to yeah. us. And you know what? That leads us to the next question. Do you think? that people's values change, especially in friendships. <laughs> do you think, you know, friendships, mm. va- your values, especially in friendships, do they change? <sighs> do people change because of their values that they change? Or is there some more com- uh, complex aspect to values than just changing? I think yes and also no. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, at the at the core of your being, you, you have your values, right? right? Right. And like I think actually, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna change my answer to yes. Yes. In in the sense that one hundred percent like I was reading somewhere, it might have actually been a TikTok actually. <laughs> 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 I just got out here exposing myself. TikTok is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's so, so good. good. All like the boomers who are like, eh, eh, TikTok is like the worst. Like, no, you haven't been on TikTok yet. There is a wealth of information out there. I've learned so many things about the world through Go TikTok. On, yes, you were through TikTok. Yes, coming, coming back to the point, it was something about how, you know, you are very much a summary of the five people that you hold closest to you. Mm. And I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the five people who I think are the most important people in my life, I think you get a pretty good average of who I am. Right. Same thing with you. Yes. You know, and so like if your values... Like, because, you know, you're, you're only really friends with people because they kind of feel the same way about certain things yep. with you, right? Yep. Like, 
So I think definitely, you know, when you go through transitory periods, like after high school, mm. in uni, in an internship, mm. when you start working, you know, around that 23, 24 period, when, you know, some people start getting full-time jobs, yeah. the people around you start to change. And so as a result, your values also change yes. or are influenced by. Yes. And so I think definitely, yes, you yeah. know, I, I have changed so incredibly dramatically yeah. since yeah. first university. Like I was literally talking about it with my girlfriend the other day in the car. Mm. You know, I, I like as I was driving, I was literally like to her, you, do you think 18 year old you and 18 year old me would be proud of 24, 25, 26 year old us? Mm. You know, and I was like, I don't think so. Cause mm. 18 year old me had a very different picture of what 25 year old me would be. Right. And I think that's the same thing for everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. values 100% change in relationships and with depending on the people that you hang out with as well Mm, so mm. you know david what about you what do you think can people's values change in in friendships or can your value change i think yes and no Mm. i think absolutely um like you said before you know hanging with certain types of people um hanging around certain crowds your values can definitely change and you know what i think the part where i said no i think it comes down to this mm. it's like what i said to you before like with me when i was younger i i cared a lot about i guess like not materialism but like the the whole facade yes thing like you know i want to look successful i want to look educated i want to look this look that look healthy blah 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 look like i had a lot of mm. friends and i think a lot of kids Sorry, not just kids, but young adults, you know, university students and people who've just, you know, even transitioning out of university, there is this whole misconception of, of, you know, wanting to be around as many people as possible because that somehow validates what you do. And I think there was an aspect to that, which makes me say the no part, because I think whilst we might seem like we change a lot and we do, Mm. I think it's just us reallocating the effort that we put to certain values. Mm. So, for example, obviously, back then, I would care a lot about face. Yeah. And I also cared about genuine relationships. Yeah. But more so face. Yeah. Right? And by face, I mean, like, having many friends, going to places all the time and being seen. I still like being... Yeah, I was going to say, has anything changed? And, you know, I still like being seen. I love dressing up. I love going out. But... Back then, for example, like, it was very... It, it, it controlled my life. Mm. Like, it was very heavy on the FOMO. Yes. But now... Yes. I don't really care about it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I right. love, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, being yeah. seen in public. I love the materialism. I love my, my shiny, glittery, shimmering things. I love like that a, shit. You're like a crow. I'm like a crow. <laughs> yes. I'm like the liarbird who just collects yeah. all these fucking, you the, know... The shiny shells. Yes. All these shiny shells and blue caps that mm. I see. I'm like, yes, I need that. I need this. But at the same time, if I'm not with the right people and by right people, I'm putting air quotes here. And I mean like the popular people, mm. the people who go out and do the clubbing every weekend, yeah. the karaoke every weekend, the green tea hennies every weekend. Oh my goodness. I don't get FOMO over that anymore. Mm. I quite frankly yeah. don't care about it. Yeah. I would rather be at a nice Italian restaurant by myself. Mm-hmm. Just sipping on a groni and eating pasta for real i even i even told you the other day right i yes. literally went to pino's vino e Cucina in alexandria i i swear to you i just wanted to have a nice dinner by myself because it was the first uh week that we yep. were out of lockdown 
sat down, ordered my meal, next to me, two beautiful women. I forgot her name. Alex and someone. Ka- sorry, Caitlin and another girl, right? Never met them before. I'm sitting there and I'm eating and then they just keep, they kept commenting on the food I was eating. Oh, that's really big. That's a portion. It's a massive portion. Yeah. You, wow, how are you going to finish that? <laughs> oh my God. Look, I love talking. You know me. I fucking love talking, right? But just that one night, I was like, can I please, can I please just have my meal? And these were lovely girls. And I just turned around and I said, look, ladies, I'm here because I just want a lovely meal. And one of the girls, poor her, she said, oh, so you don't want to talk to us? And I said, no, 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 no. Yes, yes. In, In your head. Yeah. You're like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. But outside, I was like, no, 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 no. Look, I hope you ladies though have a lovely evening. Okay. And that was it. And it was just in that moment where I was like, this is a very big shock, David. You know, five years ago, you would have been begging all sorts of people in your contacts to come with you. And I would literally not go to eat out had I known that, you know, um, certain contacts or all contacts were unavailable because they were either with their partners or they were with their families or they were with some other groups. And so for me, whilst the I did get dressed up, yeah. I'm talking decked out to go to the restaurant. I love the facade, yes. right? I also didn't care about... I, I just reshifted my, my, I guess, my effort and my care into, you know, face versus being with the right people. Yeah. And in that sense, I just chose no one at the time. Mm. So I think for me, yes and no, you can change. You will change. But I think your values, I don't think they might change as you think they do. I mm. think it's you just reassigning your effort, your care, your consideration and your thought to certain values more than others back mm. then. Interesting. I just like mm-hmm. I was just listening to you and I was also just thinking about what I said as well. Mm. <laughs> In my mind I was like, is this why we don't have friends? <laughs> we're just so, we're just so above it all. You know like Ben Shapiro when he's like, oh, oh. I, I, I bring a book to, to hang out with people because no oh. one was interesting. I, I had a moment where I was like, oh my god, please are, are don't we? conflate us with Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh my god. Ben Shapiro, if you're listening, at you. At you. <laughs> Um, Is this why we don't have friends, David? Because maybe, we're like, oh, we're so above everyone. Who maybe. cares about other people? <laughs> right? And then we go home and we cry because no one invited us out to a picnic. But <laughs> Which happened, by the way, at all the bitches on my Instagram who had a picnic near me and didn't invite me. I was, you're so right. On yeah. that, that Monday before... I know! Every, and I everyone let, and let, I let everyone know I was double vaccinated. You let everyone know you were double vaccinated, right? No, where, where are my picnic invites? We're, we're chucking into either we're free, we're double vaxxed, we've got, you know, disposable money to splash on champers and prosciutto boards. Nothing. Nothing. No one invited no us. No one. Out, right? Not even my mom. My mom, was, so my mom was picnicking with other people. Yeah. And you know what? Though, at the same time, like, I, sometimes we do have those parts in our, in our, our lives where we ask, is it us? Mm. But then I think again, like, at the same time, whilst we always say we're lonely, mm. if you think about it, Emma, we yeah. do have great people in our lives. Yeah, I've, yeah. in the last two years, I've been able to manage to find some really good. Yeah. Not find, but reacquaint myself with the right people yeah. and just you know get to know them better. And these friendships of mine have been able to become my 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 foundations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure the same goes for you. Yeah. And so, I think that might be a question for some other time. Like, is is feeling lonely just? part of our heads yeah do we just constantly tell ourselves that as a way to maybe justify a lot of yeah. the friendships that we've lost because yeah. i've 
God knows I've been through a lot of fucking friendships. Yeah. Um, no, and, and I, I think that's a really good point because, mm. you know, I, I'm sure we've both had times where we have felt lonely. Yeah. And then we've had someone hit us up. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, actually, I'm not that lonely. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't want to go out. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and, it, and it's not just the, like, superficial, like, hitting up for, hey, you don't want to go do anything. It's a genuine, like, friendships now that we've found ourselves having. Mm. You know, especially off the back of losing some what we thought have, might have been important friendships. Yeah. People, you know, come into your lives or you make your way into their lives yeah. and it really works out. Um, I think I'm lonely most of the times, but I would, I'm glad to say that I have some really, really good friends. Yeah, Julie, same. Tuan out there, if you're listening, I love you too so much. I love you guys too. Yeah, and you know, like you, you, you realize that. And I think there's no coincidence as well that they're much... I don't say much, but they are much more successful than me. Mm. They're older than me. Mm. And you know what? I feel like that's just who I vibe with. Mm. I think you two as well. Mm. Um, but that's that's a normal part of friend finding. You're mm. going to trial and error a lot of the friends that you find out there. Mm. It might take two years, 20 years, mm. but... It's when it happens, it happens. Mm. And I don't like to think about it too much because back then when you think about it too much, it just flies and it fleets off of you. Do you know what I mean? But when you just do your own thing and you you go right by your own values, your self-worth, like we mentioned, Mm. it just comes like that. Mm. People find their ways into your life. I have people like, you know, I had a friend whom I haven't spoken to in seven years, like hit me up. We went out for um, a dinner. Mm. And it just felt like we haven't, we, well, once it, it felt, it was ironic because it felt similar, yeah. familiar, yeah. but also very refreshed. Mm. Like, you know, we're speaking to each other and like, you know, we've done very different things with our lives, but it's like this kind of renewed perspective and yeah, but that's another conversation for another day. But Emma, do you want to lead us into the last yes. question? Because I think we are running out of time. Yeah. What's this so last question? The last question is, and David, I think, I oh think God. you're the perfect person to answer Far this. Out. Go. Is losing friends a sign <laughs> of individual maturation? Mm. Is it? Is it? Is it them? I guess is what I'm saying. So all the friends that you've lost, was it them or I, was it you? How about I just answer the question instead of going with your your <laughs> no, little trap? No, that no, like a trap. It is a trap. So is losing friends a sign of maturation? Mm. Yes and no. Mm. Yes and no. Mm. I've lost friends because I know for a fact I've matured. And how do I know I've matured? One. Physically, I look different. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Number two. I need a bingo card. Career-wise, I am nowhere where I used to be. That's number two. Number three, I don't sweat the small stuff now when it comes to relationships, friendships. I don't think about it anymore. Like, as I said to you before, I used to be very mindful of how long people would leave me on red before I would go and be like, hey, are you with... Do you know what I mean? I'd, get, I'd be very preoccupied yeah. with it. Now? Oh, you don't care? No, I don't care. Yeah, I, I zone him a lot too. Yeah, so. she's zone but I seen zone her. Like, yeah. we get on, like, it's fine. You know, yeah. people have their own lives to live. They have things to do, uh, places to be, family to be with, mm. other things to take care of. And it doesn't mean that they don't care about you. It just means at that time, they're not available, mm. which is fine. Like, you know, not, we're not here. Like, I don't want to be, off, I don't want to be someone's phone. And I'm sure they don't want to be my phone. No. The thing that, you know, you look at to distract yourself yeah. all the time. I'd rather be when, you know, I'm absent at certain times, but when I'm there with you, I'm fully, fully present. Mm. That's what I, I'm aiming for. So I know I've matured. 
you know, across the years. And I do think that, yes, absolutely, me losing a lot of friends is a sign of me maturing. Um, however, at the same time, I also know a lot of people, some people, one person. It's very pointed. That's a very pointed, David. Pointed. Um, yes, it is. You know, who've, who've lost friends because they have not changed. Mm. They have remained the same. They've been headstrong in their own delusions, their own cognitive dissonances, mm. who don't want to admit that they might be wrong in, in certain aspects of their lives, yeah. that they might be overbearing, that they might be selfish, that they might even have, here we go, narcissistic tendencies. Oh dear. Right? The big and N-word. The big N-word, right? The other big N-word. So I think absolutely, you know, it can either go both ways. You can lose friends because you, you know, you're, you're growing above those people mm. and you're growing out of those circle, those social circles that, you know, you no longer find comfortable. Yeah. But you can also lose friends because, like, people, because you don't change. Yeah. And, th- and then those people who have changed mm. move away from you. They move so away from you. So basically, yes. Yes. <laughs> right? So it's like, it goes both ways. Um, but I, I definitely think if, if you take away from this, I guess that changing friends is a sign of you maturing. I don't think that is the right way to look about it. No, no. Like, I think it's just being pragmatic with your own life. Yeah. Taking accountability with the decisions that you make. Yeah. Understanding that the decisions that you do make and you don't make have their own repercussions and that they have, they make their own ripple effects. Mm. I think that's very important. Mm. But... I, I know the, the, the anecdote that I'm pitching to this and I can't quite, and I'm not willing to go into details about it, but Boo. you know, like it's, it's maybe that we can do another secret <laughs> episode. I'll chuck it into the ether. Yeah. And if you find it, you find it. <laughs> um, but no, abs- you know, if you see me in person and you know, you do want to talk about this particular anecdote of why I think change, sorry, uh, losing friends may not necessarily be a sign of you maturing, I'm happy to go into details about it. But that's but if by a stroke of luck you catch me. No, I'll, I'll do it. I'm like a shiny Pokemon. I'll do it. Like a Pikachu just I'll running just, around. You won't oh catch my it. God. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> but Emma, yes. what about you? Do you think that losing friends mm. is a sign of maturing? I mean, I would take the same thing as you, mm. right? I would say if you... I, it's 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 like you said. You have to take a more pragmatic approach to it. It's not like a a one size fits all. Mm. Oh, I've lost a friend because I fucked her boyfriend. Like right. if that's the case, <laughs> and you've lost that friend, no, babe. It's it's one hundred percent. It's you. It's not them. It's you. Yes. Right. Great so advice. Yes. It's you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but for yeah, example, yeah. let's say like you make a big change for you, and again, that's it comes it. back to self worth. Yeah. You take a job. You you know you cut off a, a, a yeah. toxic family member or a toxic friend for you. Yep. And someone else gets mad yes. and you lose that friend. Yes. Then, yeah, probably yeah. you losing that friend is a sign of you maturing and them not being happy. With yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So I think, again, definitely <laughs> you have a couple, you know, checkboxes to tick before yeah. you can say, well, yes, I've lost this friend because I have, I've gotten older and they haven't. You brought, you brought up a very good anecdote there, right? And it <laughs> led me to another thought. I know this is an extra long episode, but I want to bring this up. I am sick to death. We're big feminists. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh. We're massive feminists. Yes. We're very careful in the language. Yes. I, she, Emma's way more careful than I, right? But I'm going to say this. We know these bitches out there who will... Do I have to edit this? No. 
people who will reverse the meta language. Right. And they will start the gaslight on situations oh, like this where you said before, go. where you might lose a friend because it is 100% your fault. Mm. You've done something wrong. Mm. You've taken no accountability and you've yeah. lost them. But then they'll go on social media. Oh. They'll tell all their existing new oh, friends yep. who've been left out of the loop about what's truly yep. happened. Yep. And then what will they say? Yeah. Oh, I've lost them because they've changed. Yeah. It's their fault. They did something. something. I already apologized. Right. They're not okay with it. I no, am, shut up. Yes. Shut up. I'm so sick of the language spin that comes onto these personal situations. Maybe this is, I'm taking it more personal than it should be. <laughs> Right? That wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> because I, I, I've been on the receiving end of this where, you know, if certain things happen in your life, ladies and gentlemen, where you know 100% whatever you've done in that failed friendship relationship was out of true intentions. Mm. But it's weird because the, the final post-storytelling of what's happened always, always indiscriminately paints you as the antagonist and mm. it's just so yeah. I'm so over this whole self-victimization narrative of yeah. poor me why do people why do people hate me Ugh. and it's very pick me it's yeah. like it's so pick me it's so pick me like it's... oh you know I, I, I've, I've done my best in bullshit you've done your fucking best yeah. yes I've seen kindergartens try hard on their assessments and their homework <laughs> that's their best yeah not this you know uh, self-apologetic kind of style of uh, um, making up with people and then spinning narratives yeah. to make it so that you are completely and utterly devoid of fault. Yeah. yeah. I'm sick of that it's, shit. it's like you, you've apologised right. and you expect it to then exonerate you from your sin. Exactly. I have had people apologise to me oh. and be like, oh, I'm so sorry I did this. Yeah. Can we still be friends? It's and then weird. get upset with me yeah. when I say, well, no, I'm actually done with you. Yeah. And they're like, well, but I said sorry. And it's like, yeah. Part of saying sorry is taking accountability for the fact 100%. that, you know, I you have to be okay with whatever consequence I decide to dish out to you. That's it. You know? That's it. And part of what Emma said about take accountability is this. If your justification for what you did is longer than the apology itself... Oh, yeah. If this, red flag. Yeah. Have you seen the red flag emoji? It, yes. Red flag. No. I... Oh. And this is this is a message for everyone out there. When someone says, I'm sorry, but you, you just... Sh- like <laughs> finger on the lip and you just smack them across the face and you're like no nah, that's enough I've heard enough as, and then you leave that's exactly it as your English tutors here okay your free English tutors <laughs> I'm sorry is the first paragraph yeah the second paragraph comes after the but that's yeah. the second point yeah. and if that second point is longer than the apology itself that's an immediate red flag they are not sorry they are only saying sorry to you because you're upset. Because you're upset. Yeah. And it's a way for them to feel good about themselves. Yep. That's 100%. it. Purely, there's no other reason for it. And I, I'm. That's why I just wanted to, to, to clear, to clear that and to feel that. I'm so sick of the narratives that people spin. But you know what? Like we said before, if you, if you've lost friends because you, you, you feel like you've distanced yourself. People have changed, and it's, it's not necessarily because you've done something, but because it's who they are as a person, I think that comes from a place of maturation mm. and self-renewal and yeah. change, which is yeah. purely, purely fine. Yeah. It's like what Emma said before, like time, I think, is... Yeah, time means nothing. It means nothing. Like, yeah. you move on, you find new people. There's, I mean, in, in Sydney, Australia, there's like 20, what, 6 million people. Yeah. 
your, your the one best friend that you are going to confide in is not just going to be in your 10 kilometers. I mean, bloody hell, I can't even find the right cafe in 10 kilometers. <laughs> so, let alone the right people, hey? Yeah. So this brings us to the final portion of our podcast and we are going to finalise it up now because it is an extra long one. Mm. But we just wanted to say thank you to all of you for listening yes, because we, we haven't posted in a long time. Yeah. It seems like that's always the yeah, case. We always yeah. find ourselves saying that in every single episode. I know. So we, we truly do apologise. But thank you again for listening and we hope it has been, I guess, insightful. We hope so, yeah. It can be really confusing, especially navigating friendships, social circles, and, you know, all those kind of social circumstances coming out of high school, university, because everyone, everyone's doing something. Yeah. Everyone is seeming to be on some, they're on their own space and their own cloud. Yeah. You know, when you feel like you're not on the same cloud, it can be, I guess, you know, nerve wracking, isolating. So we just wanted to kind of give context to the experience that we've had. Mm. And how we've been able to navigate those those clouds. But Emma, is there anything else you wanted to add to this podcast? Any takeaways for our students before we, we end it up? I think it's it would be just don't be afraid to be alone. It's yeah. okay to just not have friends mm. at a particular time. And it's okay to, you know, not go to certain things mm. if you don't feel like you're vi- like look, networking, yes, it's uncomfortable, you have to do it. But like in regards mm. to friendships, don't hang on to them if you don't find that you know, they're doing anything for you. I mean, yes, you do have to work for your friendships. You have to put effort in, yeah. you know, in, in the same way that your friends will have to put effort into you. But if you find yourself tired, and yeah. I think that's a big thing for me because I'm a massive introvert. If yeah. I find myself incredibly tired after I hang out with someone, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do this again. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that would be my takeaway. What's your takeaway, David? Maybe it is them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just absolve, absolve any guilt from that's you. It, as that's if you've it. been the perfect friend all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that time you got me a mud cake for my birthday. <laughs> when I got you a fucking, what is it, Mrs. Uncle Tetsu's cake. On record, yeah. I took her to Potenio. Yeah, and I, where did I take you for your birthday, dickhead? And you know what? On that so note, good. on that rhetorical question. Okay, alright. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And like we always like to end this podcast. Bye! Hi, David here again. You've been listening to a Foci Education podcast. If you have any questions about anything we've said in this episode, or if you want to stay up to date on the latest news on what's happening at Foci Education, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook using our social handles, or visit our website at www foci That's foci with an F-O-C-I. Thanks.